Hey everyone. Um, welcome to the very first episode of the Milk Crate podcast. We've been planning this for a long time. It's been in development since September, since, I think. Yeah, yeah, a long time. For a long time. We've just been so busy, but now, now it's time to pump out episode after episode. Yeah, I know everyone has been highly anticipating this because we, we um, started a social media campaign and I'm like two people saw it, but you know what? Uh, yeah, the 20 people following us on Instagram have been dying for this episode. So yeah. <laughs> here we go. But yeah. Um, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. I don't know about you guys, but I, I think this is going to be a, a good first episode. I am. Yes. We have an hour or so to talk about one of my favorite bands. So basically in this podcast, our goal is to collectively agree on Radiohead albums ranked from best to worst. We have to come up with a ranking that we all can agree on. This is a perfect first topic, like Adam said, because we're all very passionate about this band. And we have differing ideas of the ranking, I'm sure. I think this will be an interesting episode though, because as much as we, like, like Tristan said, as much as we all like Radiohead, we all probably have very different opinions as to which albums be the best and the worst. And I know, at least for me, there's certain albums where I have a personal connection to them and I love them, but I can understand why they might not be considered the strongest albums. And I'm going to have to kind of put my own personal um, opinions aside and kind of try to look at these objectively. So that's going to be a, a challenge. But we're going to start by kind of stating our own personal opinions right and then we'll come to consensus and right. uh for for all you listeners out there this is going to be the objective list of radiohead rankings like definitive so. the most yeah yeah after today um <laughs> there there won't be any more need to rank radiohead albums because no it's done we figured it out yeah, yeah that's right we're geniuses we've got <laughs> and um oh, i was gonna say something oh right i don't know about you guys but i spent quite a bit of time, even though I do listen to Radiohead quite frequently, I usually listen to them with a very critical ear and I'm either listening to the lyrics very critically, trying to understand what they mean, or I'm listening to different pressings and talking about how they sound or, and I decided to go back and just re-listen to the albums um, objectively and just not really try to analyze anything, but just see which ones I actually enjoyed and think about how much have I enjoyed the album? How many songs did I want to skip? And it surprised me at which albums in my own personal list came out on top or at least albums which ranked a lot higher than I initially thought they would. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I don't know if you had the same experience or not. I do. Yeah. Because with, with Radiohead, there's so much to dissect. So you're always listening to either the complex instrumentation or, or the trying to understand the lyrics. But if you just listen to each album as they are, it's, it's a very different experience and it kind of makes it a lot tougher to rank because mm -hmm. they're all like Radiohead's one of those few bands where I think like you could have so many different rankings and they're, they're all pretty accurate. Like they're, it's, it's one, they're difficult to rank just because they've got so many different kinds of records. Like they have some that um, like for different moods and, and um it's it's tough because they're all so great in their own ways and uh it's it's not easy like i i frequently switch my favorite radiohead record and i can't say that about a lot of bands like usually yeah. like a definitive number one 
I agree with you. I think it's also hard to rank them since with almost every album release, they seem to reinvent themselves and explore new genres. And each of those new directions that they take will appeal to different people in different ways. And so there's always a different bias that might be at play when people are ranking the albums. 100%. And that's why I'm going into this, trying to think of what albums are the strongest, you know, thematically albums are the strongest, like uh, also are they enjoyable all the way through are they are there a lot of songs you're like this song is a filler that can just you know it doesn't need to be here which i don't think radiohead has a lot of fillers even though initially some songs might seem like fillers after enough listens you start to understand why it's crucial to the structure of the album um so but i'm really kind of looking at consistency whether that's in theme or in sound or in like what what holds is a strong album so yeah for sure um Also, for like all of you listening, um, we want to hear your opinions, too. So make sure to uh, give us your if if you're watching the video on YouTube, um, write your list down below in the comments or just uh, DM us on Instagram. Feel free because we're always open to hearing other people's opinions. For sure. And we'll post about this episode. So feel free to leave your list in the comments below and maybe you'll get a response from us or uh, a response from someone else who has a differing or shares their opinion with you. And yeah, we won't judge you unless you put Pablo Honey at number one. So Well, I'll keep an open mind. Yeah. Okay, so I say we start, we go through it um, uh, chronologically. So we start with the earliest release, work our way through the final release. We're not counting in Rainbow's Disc 2, even though I feel like it is its own standalone work. It doesn't count as one of their official nine... Um, studio albums it's more of a b-side technically that's how radiohead views it you can't buy it on vinyl or on c even on cd um so we're going we're skipping that that counts as a b-side for in rainbows so it's going to be from uh pablo honey the bands okay computer kid a amnesiac um hail to the thief in rainbows the king of limbs and a moonshade pool did i miss one no you got all of them that's it so that's that's what counts as our albums Sounds good. All right. So let's start with Pablo Honey. What are some pros of this album? First of all, what's your guys' opinion on this album? This is their debut. Uh, it's okay. So it's really hard to separate this album from the Radiohead we know and love today uh, because, you know, this, this is their origins. Um, but I think if you separate it from their other material, it's really not that bad of an album. Cause I know a lot of Radiohead fans dismiss this entirely. And that's valid um, because it is very basic. Uh, it is very commercial compared to their other releases. Um, it does sound like they're hopping on trends. They're still kind of working out the kinks. Um, and there's, there's not really a whole lot of uh, unique, unique experimentation or anything like that. But there are some good tunes on this thing. Um, and for like a, a early to mid 90s grunge album, I, I think it is uh, like one of the better ones. Like it's, it's obviously not on the level of, of um, Nirvana and Alice in Chains. And- well, that's the interesting part about it, right? Is if you listen to it compared to what was around at that time, and I'm talking, well, so what was it, 93? So you think, yeah. I'm talking early Soundgarden, um, Nirvana had already been a thing. Uh, Alice in Chains, yeah, Stone Temple Pilots, um, Pearl Jam. 
it is a very different take on grunge because grunge comes out of Seattle and that had a very um, almost Southern-esque sound to it, if that's even a word, um, but all, a very American sound to it. And this is like the British take on grunge. And I'm not talking about Bush because Bush sounds like, um, sounds like American grunge, if you ask me, but the, the quality and I, I know I, I hear this a lot when I listen to British bands or UK bands. Is there is a certain quality that they have, which just blows me away. And when you hear the opening track, I'm pretty sure it's you. That first guitar riff, it doesn't sound like the grunge that you're used to. And it was as much as hard as it is to understand. It was actually pretty innovative at that time in terms of the grunge scene. And so I think it needs respect in that sense. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it, it, it's a very different interpretation of, of that genre. And um, e- even though it does sound very different from what they um, came out with afterwards, you can still hear like some of the signature qualities that the band is known for, especially in terms of like Johnny's uh, guitar work, like some of those, like, <laughs> like, you know, how he opens up some of his riffs that that's... Yeah, it's apparent throughout the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, there's like there's obviously a reason why um, Radiohead was able to gain so much success from this record. Like, it's, it's not a bad record. There are some songs on it that do st- um, stand the test of time and um, are honestly really good, even if they don't rank among Radiohead's best material. For sure, right. As Tristan said, obviously it's difficult to separate it from the rest of their material because they're one of the most prolific bands. But uh, I agree with you guys. I think it's it may not be uh, comparable to the rest of their discography, but as a debut record, and if you while looking at it through the lens of its time, there is actually a lot of interesting innovation and some experimentation present on the record. But it's often flagged by uh, inexperience and sometimes cliches. But you can really hear on songs like uh, You, Creep, and uh, especially Blowout, in my opinion. That's a great song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible. You can really hear the, the potential in the band and uh, sort of like their signature style taking shape. For sure. I would say Blowout sounds like a foreshadowing for their later style, especially yeah. that you start to hear on the bends and you hear even later in OK Computer. Um, and it even has a bit of jazz in it, which you'll see much later in there. Yeah, on like Amnesiac, right? That, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, this is a, maybe a hot take, but I think Creep is still a great song. And although it is not the style of other Radiohead songs, it holds its own as a song. I completely For me, agree. Creep is kind of like, you know the song Mad World by Tears for Fears? Uh, I may yeah. have heard it. It sounds very familiar. I, I've talked to Brandon about this before, but um, We're talking about it today. it's that song bothers me because I know that um, it has been covered and done a lot better. Like um, that, that's like a very sped up version of, of Mad World. And then um, I think his name's Gary Jules put out a cover in 2000 and that's the one that everybody knows now where it's got the haunting piano and that sounds so perfect that it's almost hard to go back to the original and i've heard covers of creep where they slow it down a little bit it's a bit more piano driven yeah it it just i think it sounds a bit more haunting it's um 
because Creep, as much as I do like the original, it does kind of sound like a product of its time a bit. Um, it's while some for the, sure dated, yeah. Yeah, and some of these covers are, are a lot more timeless, and I think well, um, take like, I don't the pain know. of the lyrics and, yeah, convey I don't know if you've heard, but Tom York released, re-released it, he remixed it for um, a Japanese uh, art show or uh, yeah, I did dance that. show, and it was slowed down and it was acoustic. Um, I, I need to listen to it again. I, did, I didn't love it based on my first, I, I, maybe it's because I'm so used to the original, uh, yeah. but I can understand why that might be a much more, um, a much more accessible version for people that, cause it doesn't have that very dated nineties grunge sound to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So do we feel like there's any, um, cons, specific cons for Pablo Honey? Any stinkers? Well, um, with Pablo <laughs> Honey, I, I think this is probably the one that, this and one other maybe that have the most cons. Um, I think there's definitely some things we can talk about. And, and one of them we already mentioned that the, the album is kind of dated. It's, it's very much a product of its time. Um, and it's, I mean, uh, like, like we said, it, it uh, did, it was innovative as it took the grunge sound and, and put a British twist on it. But at the same time, it still does feel like it's um, going for that commercial. Back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. yeah, that too. Yeah, it's very commercial. It's not hard to get into. Yeah. And, and we're not it saying... could be a good thing, but just <laughs> so yeah. for someone who really loves Radiohead, you appreciate the acquired taste of it. And like some of their best material, like we'll, we'll talk about it later, but songs like Karma Police, um, that's not necessarily difficult to get into. Oh, for sure. But it, yeah. it just feels a lot more original and creative while a lot of this material kind of blends together um, outside of Creep and Blowout. It's like some of these songs I, I can't remember at all. And I've listened to this album so many times. Like Vegetable, Ripcord. Um, Those are then, good songs. There's, um, there's yeah. what song was it that there's a few songs in here that bother me a little bit. Um, I know how to you is a hit. I don't personally love it. Oh, I yeah, don't like thinking about you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like stop whispering. Yeah. Stop, stop whispering. whispering is okay. I don't mind uh, stop whispering. I don't like prove yourself. I like prove yourself. I don't like it. I, you know, it's what's a really inconsistent song. And I think is maybe like the most representative of, of this album in some ways, because it has some really strong elements and some interesting experimentation and then it also really shows their kind of like inexperience and the and the cliches of the album it's uh anyone can play guitar yeah the verses are are really well for for me i think it's mixed because the verses are are actually really interesting i i've never really heard a song like the uh the verses in, in thinking about you sorry not thinking about you anyone can play guitar and then it goes into this like extremely cliche chorus if you listen to the lyrics and that's kind of like emblematic of the rest of the album I think it, there are moments yeah. where you really see their potential uh but you also see that they're they're like a very new band and they're they're kind of like attaching on to uh, trends that were current at the time but also to in their fair uh, in all fairness they didn't really consider the, themselves a grunge band even though they're i think that they're like indebted to the grunge sound but uh part of that is also because they have common influences with the grunge scene like the pixies and that's where they get 
Uh, I definitely hear pixies. Yeah. Yeah. How do you say that? The little era. The the formula of like those soft verses and then really loud choruses, and that's something that Nirvana was also for sure. Well, Nevermind was was based off of a pixies album, so um, that or that was the goal, anyways. Was that Kurt was saying he was trying to recreate a pixies album? So. Oh um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I definitely hear what you're saying, and I do agree with you that one of the uh downsides of this album is the lack of consistency in it it almost feels like it was recorded in separate studios over multiple years and doesn't really have a consistent sound to it uh but that being said i feel that it was the best move radiohead could have made for their debut because it was popular and it gave them room to do what they then needed to do later on yeah and and one thing i'll add is um sometimes you see a band strike gold right off right out of the gate with their debut album and then they can't live up to the hype afterwards and you saw that a lot with 2000s bands like um the strokes the strokes for a long time were living in the shadow of their debut um and the killers and and some of those like alternative bands from the 2000s that just came out of the gate like firing on all cylinders and then couldn't live up to that and with um Radiohead, they kind of set a precedent and they, they gained that, that popularity, but they still had a lot of um, room to grow, which was good because mm. people were constantly surprised by them for at least their first few albums because they just kept getting better and better and better. And uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. So next, in 1995, they released The Benz. Yeah. This is a good, this is a good album. Yeah. I was not expecting to like this album as much as I did. I was kind of writing it off. I did. I expected it to be at the bottom of the list of Pablo Honey, but man, really? it is good. And I, I think it's got uh, maybe my favorite uh, album cover. Really? 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 I love I like the, the, the crash cover. test dummy. Just like, uh, it's good. I, I would it, not I consider like... it my favorite, but it's yeah. good. I, I do like it, but I like the Stanley Donwood covers that came with like OK. Is this computer, not but... is this not Stanley Donwood? I thought it was. No, I, Stanley Donwood started working with them on OK Computer, as far as I know. I, and I, uh, I think they just took a picture of a crash test dummy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tom took that picture, but I'm not certain. I might be wrong. <laughs> it's an interesting cover. It suits the album well, in my opinion. For sure, yeah, yeah. And the right off the bat with the opener, Planet Telix. <laughs> you know they're doing something new here. Starts with that echoing, and then you hear that um, those drums come in, and that, I don't know if it's a piano or a guitar, I can't even tell. There's so many effects layered on it. But I would say Planet Telix is one of my favorite Radiohead songs, hands down. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very underrated as well. It's definitely it, one of the best in the bands, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's a great opener. It really sets the tone where you go, this sounds nothing like what they released two years ago, but yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's cool listening to their discography in order because um, like hearing the, the progression just right out the gate from uh, Pablo Honey to Planet Telax is like mm-hmm. insane. It's, it's so different. Yeah, 100%. And like pros for this album, I would say this is where they really... Okay, I wouldn't say really, but this is where they start to find their sound. Yeah. You hear it in songs like Just, um, My Iron Lung, uh, uh, The Bends. You hear where you're like, okay, this is starting to sound like the Radiohead that I know and love. And um, one, one thing I really like about The Bends that I'm not crazy about with Pablo Honey is, is Johnny's guitar work. Because I think it's very unique here. I think with 
Pablo Honey like just kind of blended together. It was it was like oversaturated almost, like like it was like badly mixed, but with the band. No, I don't know if I agree with that. I think that the the way that it really like takes prominence and creep, for example, is like obviously very. Oh yeah, yeah, it's true. Not- with the yeah, like yeah, that, that's awesome. But uh, with the the bands, it, it yeah, it just like really stands out, especially on tracks like Just and My Iron Lung with that awesome um, intro. And yeah, it, it, there's there's also like a really good mix of ballads and um, like harder. That's songs. what I was just about to say. Is Pablo Honey almost feels like every song is just a different rendition of the same song. Like it's it's such a similar feel from song to song. Where with the bands every song is its own unique piece that you're interested in and while there are still some songs that i consider somewhat lemons here um like uh, you know what that's not even true it's not even true i don't love sulk that much um no or bones yeah yeah actually no i like bones i like bones it's very whiny and kind of emo but But i I love that i love that tom york whiny sound i i like it a lot i like it more on some of their later stuff I think they invented uh, Midwestern emo. American football wouldn't be a thing. I'm sure they played a part in it because yeah. I understand what you're saying. But yeah, the, it it's a great album, and it's 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 funny because there's not too much to talk about on it. It is it's kind of the transition between. It's kind of allowing them to take what they had in Pablo Honey and apply new styles to it, but it is such a good piece within itself. Yeah, I think it's a significantly more mature album than uh, their debut. Uh, I still think that on moments in this album, it's still riddled with with kind of like cliches and outdated trends from the time here and there. Uh, and some of that is also in the production and not just in the songwriting itself. But there's certainly a lot more maturity present. Uh, and that's especially... Well, not especially, but also uh, lyrically, there's a huge growth from the from the first album, and there are certain songs on here that are up there with their very best material, like "Fake Plastic Trees" I was and just about to that. "My Iron Lung" and "Street Spirit Fade Out." Sounds like it could be from way later in their. Oh yeah, that sounds movie. like in Rainbows. It sounds yeah, really so I think good. It's fitting, I think it's fitting that it closes out the album because it's like a like a clear indication of what's to come. Mm-hmm. I agree I think, 100%. I think a lot of people consider that to be the best song on the band. It's not my personal thing. I wouldn't agree with it, but I, yeah. Yeah. yeah but sure. I respect it, though. I, um, I respect that opinion. What's your I favorite, think guys? that Just, I think Just is my favorite song in the bands. It is the bands encapsulated into one song, and it is Radiohead's potential at that time encapsulated into one song, in my opinion. That's I'm, true, I'm, yeah. I'm biased in, uh, to go for... Well, in general, I'm kind of biased toward this album because I'm often like I, I love ballads and and uh, I mean, I also love the like wilder experimental stuff, but I am kind of biased towards more like acoustic arrangements. Uh, and so my favorite is definitely Fake Plastic Treats. But yeah, I that would be a second for me. That would yeah. be a close second. OK, so... also, I need to say one other thing. Yeah, like on Pablo, honey people like to really uh kind of like direct hate towards creep people love to direct hate towards high and dry i don't know why it's a great song and honestly it's a great song yeah oh, i yeah. didn't even yeah. think about my iron lung my iron lung is a, an amazing song 
Yeah, and I love the meaning behind it too. Yeah, me too. Me yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Where it's the about... iron lung being um, from Creep. polio. If you had uh, polio, you were put into an iron lung to help you survive, right? It's an it's yeah, but and it's a, a reference to creep. Yeah, oh. like they used that as a metaphor for for creep and how like that was like creep was kind of like um, the the song trapping about, them. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that I did not know that. Yeah, that gives me a lot more respect for that song. That's cool. Um, my favorite song on the record is High and Dry. I love it. It's I, a good song. It's a good song. And I, I know it gets hate, but it's it's good. I like it a lot. It's it's very much the the hit on the album. It's it's the one that you can totally see on the radio. And it, it sounds a lot like Smashing Pumpkins. Maybe that's why. Yeah, kind of. It. Like today. You like, can hear that. Yeah. Or 1979, I think the song's called. But yeah, it's uh, I just love the riff. And I, I think out of all, because like up until this point, we didn't really know Tom's potential as a vocalist. And I think on that song in particular, you can really see his range. And, and that's falsetto, comes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that comes into play a lot on the next album we'll talk about. But like that song in particular, I think you can really hear that right. he's using his voice in a more unique way and uh, um, really evolving as a vocalist. I agree. So I think we mutually agree that the Benz is better than Pablo Honey. Yeah, yeah. not even close. So yeah. Pablo Honey was at number one because we had nothing to compare it to. Now the Benz is going to be at number one and Pablo Honey is number two. So then in 1997, they uh, drop the OK Computer bomb. Oh, OK Computer. Man, this album. This album was the Sgt. Pepper of, of the 90s. <laughs> pretty much yeah even though it's very different than sergeant pepper in terms of its acclaim and influence yeah it's, it's like that it's just a good album you know what like i had to i had to be listening to it because i was thinking like do i like okay computer just because i think i'm supposed to or is it a good album because it's such a different sound than the radio head that i listen to more often i have listened to more of their later stuff so i i go you know Am I just liking this because I'm told I'm supposed to? So I put it on and it was just awesome. <laughs> it's just yeah. every song is so good. Like there's not a down point on it. No. Yeah, it's just like insanely consistent. Like climbing up the walls is maybe the only the closest thing you get to a down point. And that's I, still I, not I, even a down point. Uh, I'd say election. I'd say election hearing, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Or fitter happier. Fitter happier yeah. maybe. Honestly, no, 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 no. Fitter happier gets too much disrespect, and it would not be the same album without fitter happier. I love fitter happier. It, it I agree, but as a song by itself, it's yeah, not, yeah, obviously. It, yeah. it really does help with the structure of the album. I'll give it that. And I, I think, think that's yeah. what it's for. It makes me uncomfortable to listen to it on its own. It's like, what is this? But like, I listen to it on its own. It's like listening to Revolution Nine by itself by the yeah. Beatles. Why would you do that? But, but think, in, in the context of the White Album, it's really good. I yeah. think it's more like legitimately artistic than Revolution 9 is. Revolution 9, as much as, I mean, I do actually really enjoy Revolution 9 within the context of the record. Uh, like it, I, there's a kind of like a morbid fascination with that song. But I think in terms of like actually... Uh, having lyrical significance or tying together the album thematically, Fitter Happier does like such a great job of of connecting all the themes of the albums and breaking it up 
breaking up side one and side two in an incredibly interesting way. I agree. Although it's not side one and side two, there's four sides to the album. It's a double LP. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you that breaking up the, because, and this is the way I see it, is you listen to anything, everything before Fitter Happier, that's Airbag, Paranoid, Android, um, Subterrarium, Homesick Alien, Exit Music, Let Down, and Karma Police. Those songs are a little bit, even though um, they have a dark feeling to them, they're a little bit uh, almost almost optimistic and even though one of them is called let down they they're very like well not light songs and no not not exit music but if you look at the the vibe you get from those six songs compared to electro engineering climbing up the walls no surprises lucky tourist they're such different vibes it's almost like their their view on the technology society that's arising in the late 90s is changing throughout the album and fitter happier is kind of that division line where you know what i'm saying yeah that's where it goes like fully into like dystopia but uh i i think i like i don't, I don't know i was gonna say i think i like well maybe i like side one a little more than side two but i uh, definitely on an do. album on an album like this like I mean, it's I marginal. love every song. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's marginal. And I would not change the order of it at all. Oh, not at all. Not at it, all. It flows perfectly. And this so, is their first album with Nigel Goodrich. And he really helped yeah. them find their sound. And in my opinion, he's, and I said this before we started the podcast, um, he's the George Martin to yeah. Radiohead. You know what I mean? For he sure. is the yeah. fit, the, how many members do they have? He's the sixth member of Radiohead. I think they have right. five. Yeah, because yeah, he, he brings so much to it. Like, you can really hear his stamp on the music. And with some producers, they're a little less hands-on, and they just, like, the artists um, do all of the work, and then they they just, um, you know, mm-hmm. package it together. But I think in, in Nigel's um, case, while he he does yeah. let, the like, each of the members of the band do what they do best, but he, he also puts his creative stamp on their music, and sure. um, you can really hear how he is like, I, I think he was obviously a very big fan of the bands and wanted to take the band to the next level. And he achieves that. He did it. He did it perfectly. And I think yeah. it's nice because he wasn't set in his ways in the same way that I don't remember the name of the guy who worked on the bands. He wasn't really tied to um, industry um, media and he, he had the facilities to let them have a bit more freedom you didn't have they'd have to be so radio ready and i think that was the best thing you could have blessed them with because then now there's no restraints anymore now yeah. you can use your tools to do whatever you want you don't have to meet the agenda of uh of corporate industry and that i think was the what really allowed them to create something as good as okay computer but what was cool is that um like because most bands have to go and artists have to go like a lot like much further into their career to be able to have that creative freedom um Mm. like if if you want to be to to have the creative freedom and to also um have commercial success at the same time but radiohead were able to achieve this um level of creative freedom while also having the commercial success because i believe i'll look into it but I think this was a number one hit album and it was huge. Like, Oh it, yeah, it was top charts, I'm pretty sure. Nominated at the Grammys. It didn't win because the Grammys are stupid. Let me, <laughs> let me see, see 
There was something really dumb that beat it, I think. It was Steely Dan, wasn't it? No, that was Kid A. Yeah, it's very difficult to even begin to describe this album, obviously, because it has such a grand vision. So it's hard to just talk about it in a way that's as concise as we were able to talk about the past two albums. But like on a personal like level, like this album, obviously, it is probably all all of our one of our favorite albums and definitely one of my favorite albums uh and it's just like every song just shows their mastery of songwriting lyricism and uh the way they're all tied together kind of like uh like a pink floyd album even though they hate that comparison no i know but i was going to compare it to dark side of the moon not in the sense where okay dark side of the moon is on a different level but I don't think I think they're comparable, even though okay. I was just worried you're gonna <laughs> no way. I definitely think they're comparable. And I say that because I feel it's one of those albums where a lot of people listen to the kid A's, the um the more electronic stuff from Radiohead, and they write this album off. But I think if you listen to it, I, I think everybody's gonna like it. Everyone's gonna connect with at least one song and go, that's a good album, that's a good album. And you just have I think you just have to give it a chance. It, it's it's Right. accessible enough it's not super commercial but it's accessible enough it's not a super acquired album yeah right. I, I think it's a good gateway into um experimental rock and and uh like if you want to really get into like albums like the, the kind of albums that the music community um typically champions this is a good gateway it's it's got like it's it's not a hard album to get into at all like adam said and um, I think while there is some experimentation on it, for sure, like uh, Fitter Happier is, is very weird. I think a lot of these songs um, have strong melodies and strong hooks and everything you expect from rock music. But it's just so creative and it's got so much depth in terms of um, like its themes because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's talking about... Um, capitalism and the integration of technology aliens it's it's covering so much ground and it's just impossible like even if you don't love every song on the album you're gonna at least get something out of it and oh yeah i i can't i'm, I'm not going to like spoil my ranking because I, I it's it's not my number one it's not my favorite radiohead record I agree. So, but what i will say is i think it's their definitive record I think it is the one um, that or Kid A, but we'll get to that. Kid A well, for, for a different reason. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to Kid yeah. A. I think, yeah. I don't know how long we should touch on this album because I have a feeling we're going to be coming back to it very often. Um, I just want to mention that Paranoid Android and Subterranean Homesick Alien are amazing songs. And Subterranean Homesick Alien is another underrated track. Underrated, oh, yeah. yeah. Like there are so many underrated tracks on this album. Let down. I don't know if that's underrated. Well, um, not anymore. That's like that's like a meme on Reddit because everyone talks about how much Letdown is underrated because well, it was underrated. Yeah, but now everyone recognizes it's, it's underrated, so it's appropriately rated. I see now. Was it even released as a single? Because I don't think they did. No, I don't, it was I Karma don't Police and Paranoid Android. And no surprises. I think Lucky was released as a single in France, but I'm not sure. Promotional single, I think. So I'm going to say we agree that OK Computer beats both the Benz and Pablo Honey. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. It's like blows it out of the water. Yeah. OK Computer, it's pretty OK. It's pretty OK. Mm. 
So, okay, computer number one, the Ben's at number two, and Pablo Honey at number three. I have yeah. a feeling now with this next release, things might not be so linear as they have been in terms of the ratings. Yeah, okay. In 2000, Radiohead releases Kid A, their alternative um, masterpiece. What's the opinion on this? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll, I think at this point, I'd probably say... Kid A is my favorite Radiohead album, I think. Really? I think. Um, and I will say that I've listened to this one and OK Computer a lot more than one we're going to talk about later. And the one we're going to talk about later could end up being my favorite once I listen to it in the right setting more, more often because it's that that's the kind of music I, I generally um, gravitate towards. But in terms of like what I think is their, their crowning achievement, I'd probably say Kid A, even though I don't think it's their definitive record. I, I think it's certainly their most ambitious and it's just like, it's like nothing you've ever heard before. And what we should say about Kid A is like, if you're listening to this podcast and you've never heard a Radiohead album outside of, um, like if, if you've never heard Radiohead songs that sounded like their hits, I would not recommend listening to Kid A first. No, Unless you're because, already into yeah. like kind of music. electronic music and, and experimental music. and Because so, it was such change. Like, I, okay, so in my opinion, as soon as I heard this album for the first time, when everything in its right place came on, that, that those first piano chords that you hear, those synthesizer chords, they are the way just... That the way that just descends that melody into the and then it goes dun and he plays the chorus, it feels like you're falling into the album. It's yeah. such a smart okay. layout. But like I said, it's or like Tristan said, it's not not easy to get into. It's you have to work for it. But when you do, mm -hmm. it is so good. It is so good. Yeah. And it has some of Radiohead's best songs on it. And by what those I'm talking about is how to disappear completely. Idiotech yeah. and um, motion picture soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Are some and, of their best every, and everything in its right place, I'd say, is also one of their Agreed. Best. But and Morning Bell. Morning Bell is so good. Yeah, Morning Bell. And the national anthem. Oh, yeah, yeah so it, it is jam packed, yeah, full, jam -packed. Of, full yeah. of um great songs. And this is kind of so it's a very dark album, but it's very it's worth listening to once you've listened to their earlier albums, because I think you need some context to really yeah. appreciate it. Um, uh, do you guys have anything last things you want to say before we start comparing it to the other albums because I think that's going to take a while so let, let me say any comments you have on this album now um what I will say is I like like we were saying with um okay computer how there and, and the bends how there's a lot of variety I think there is with this album too um mm -hmm. but with kid a it's it's kind of different because it's got a very specific sound and every single song on the album fits within that atmosphere they're trying to create. Like there's no other album that has this kind of sound um, that I can think of off the top of my head. But not exactly. Amnesiac. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about it. But um, what I will say is that with Kid A, um, even, even though they all fit within this specific atmosphere i think that the songs are very versatile because you have these like 
very bombastic um, pr production, like on uh, the national anthem with the horns. And then you've got like the beautiful string section on motion picture soundtrack yeah. and like low key Harps. moments. Like, yeah, how, how to train, uh, how to just, I almost said how to train your dragon. How to <laughs> completely. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of variety in instrumentation, but it all fits within that atmosphere. And I, I really appreciate that. How does it appear completely might be Radiohead's best moment? Uh, that's yeah that's my probably Stop for it. a long time my favorite was paranoid android i might say that's their best i don't know my favorite is how to just completely and it's definitely apples and oranges but they yeah. they're both great it, paranoid it's, android yeah. being on okay computer for those who don't know and it's certainly i think it, it's probably their best lyrically like that's got a lot of depth that's it is awesome. i'm not here like yeah it's, it's very, so so smart it's so smart. it's so subtle too it's extreme it's like an extremely subtle song and uh but it's like lyrically i mean uh but it's like it's very evocative and very powerful so i i'd agree it's yeah. one of their best lyrically as well for sure the best way yeah. i could compare this album compared to their previous stuff is it's a lot more cerebral it takes a lot of yeah. There's a lot of layers to it, lyrically, thematically, and instrumentally, and you have to really be able to sit there and take time to digest it. Yeah, OK Computer also has tons of layers, of course, but it's like much more visceral in terms of that, like accessibility and and how, uh, like instantaneous it is, and in the way that it it usually clicks with people, and uh, like that visceral musical reaction you have, whereas Kid A is like is much more cerebral as you said and a slow burner but a like a very rewarding album it, once you give it more listens it's kind of like um like a really good piece of abstract art mm -hmm. like because you know yeah. some abstract art is ridiculous but like one that you can tell is really good but you might not appreciate it as much until like you really look at it in yeah and those so, are usually my some of my favorite records are like the ones where you listen to it and sometimes you don't really it maybe doesn't click with you melodically but there's something in the atmosphere that just draws you in you know there's something there that doing. you're gonna discover yeah, yeah exactly i understand that comparing it to um pablo honey the bends and okay computer i think i think and maybe i'm bold in saying this but i think we can agree it's better than pablo honey <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes. that's bold and, i don't know about that. and i it's bet uh, I, I keep going back and forth on this it's better than the bends it's better than the yeah bends. i, yeah, I for sure. better than the bends. yeah and here's the really hard one how does it stack up compared to okay computer right i think it gets a lot of praise a lot of credit and do credit for the fact that it was experimental it was pushing the boundaries it opened up the gateway for Radiohead to do greater things, even past OK Computer. Um, that being said, I don't personally feel like, and this is hard for me to say because I would not have said this last week. And I re-listened to the albums. But I, I would say that I think OK Computer is a stronger album as a whole. I agree. I also agree. Yeah. A lot of people would be fast to... Uh, to say that they put Kid A above OK Computer because maybe it's maybe it's a more ambitious record and you, you could argue that. And I think from an experimental perspective, it is a more ambitious record and it takes a lot of courage to come out with an album like 
okay computer have the reaction it did and then instead of just running with that success say i'm completely i just have to listen to to myself artistically and just completely change directions uh so that i can put out like my most honest work and i think that takes a lot of guts but that being said in terms of its final execution and the way all of the songs combine together both musically and um, even more so uh, lyrically and thematically i think that ok computer is a more cohesive record and mm-hmm. probably more arguably more influential as well i don't think we we should just say that just because one record is more influential no no of course not but, that, it, but that should be considered as well the album is great and don't get okay so personally i like kid a better than i like okay computer and i will listen to kid a more often but i have to take an objective standpoint and go in looking at them as a whole stepping outside of my bias okay computer has stronger tracks stronger hooks and a stronger and a and a, and a, a more consistent theme yeah yeah for and me especially from a lyrical perspective i'd hand it to okay computer for sure yeah i think outside of um how to disappear completely, which again, I said, I think is their best lyrics. Um, I think that, okay, computer, like they, some of some of the best lyrics you'll find on any album. And um, I think just has everything you love about Radiohead um, put into, into a package. It's their definitive record. So it's hard to put Kid A above it. So it, can we, so we, we can agree then that it, we're going, okay, computer first still, Kid A in second, the Benz in third and um, Pablo Honey in fourth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so now moving on to, I don't think we need to spend too much time on this release. No. Uh, 2001's Amnesiac. So this is basically what In Rainbows Disc 2 is to In Rainbows. So it's kind of funny they count this as an LP, but they don't count In Rainbows Disc 2. I don't like to call it B-sides because I think it, it's, I know that they came from the same recording session. Same sessions, it, yeah. But it feels so different than Kit. Kit I AM. agree. It's it's its own thing. Like it's it's more than a B side because uh, there's some jazz elements on this thing. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is a different feel. Um, okay, I have some yeah. grief with this album. Um, I love it. Don't get me wrong. There's some songs like "Hunting Bears." I love, Which, I love it too but it's not a song it's a take it doesn't sound like that it's a you're thinking Susan, you're thinking of poke pole oh yeah where it's, it goes into different years like i love poke pole no get that away <laughs> Honestly, i love it too but yeah. it just doesn't hold up like pyramid song is an amazing song you and who's my army is amazing i might be wrong is amazing um, they have the amnesiac version of Morning Bell. We talked about Morning Bell on Kid A. This album is great, but it's a little bit gets lost in the shadow of Kid A. Um, right. I think it was a good thing for them to do to follow up Kid A, but I don't think it holds a candle. No, I don't think that this is even close to Kid A. But this album, while it's somewhat mixed and less cohesive than... Uh, like OK Computer and, and Kid A, it has some of their best material. It does. It, I agree with you fully. The way I'm looking at it, though, is if it's, if this album was released instead of Kid A, 
even though it sounds so similar. If it was released instead of Kid A, I would say that it was a bad move for them. I agree with you. Yeah, 100%. And that just, I, if I, you put it in that context, you realize this album, you love, at least for me, I realized the reason why I loved it is because it gave me some more of that taste of Kid A that I love. But as an album, it's not super strong. Like it has great singles on it, but it's not a great flow through. I, I think it's the only Radiohead album that wouldn't make my top 10 of that year. Wait, did I already say that? I don't know. I feel like I did. No, no you didn't. Oh. I still uh, like, don't get I me wrong. I don't want to give us a bad rap. I still love it. I listen to it like all the time. I, it's just, if I'm really thinking about it compared to the rest of the albums. Yeah, this album is sort of like a fan favorite and it's, but all it's of their albums not, are fan favorites, I, except I know, for I know, Pablo, but, which but also a lot of fans. A lot of fans have a real like soft spot for this album, and I have a, a real soft spot for this album. But uh, I completely agree. Of course, it doesn't measure up to to OK Computer or Get A. Okay, so now this is the hard part. Is it better than the Benz? No, 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 no. I will fight you guys on this. I don't, I don't think it's, look, I, I, I seem pretty negative on this thing. Um, I think Amnesiac is definitely an interesting experiment. There are some great songs, um, especially the, the last one, Glass House, what's it called? Um, Life in the Glass House is a great song. Incredible, incredible. That's what makes it hard. It's, it's, it's hard because there's so many good songs. Every song yeah. is a good song, but together, they're not the strongest album. No, and I, I think it's, I think what makes me put the Benz and all, most of their releases above Amnesiac is like, what I love about Radiohead is they are, they are a very album band. So I, I see myself returning to a lot of their records and listening to it full, like in full, listening to all the tracks at once, yep. right? Yep. Um, and with Amnesiac, I don't come back to it at all. Like I, I come back to certain songs but as an experience, I don't come back to it like I, I do with the Benz, like I do with OK Computer and today. If we're talking about albums as in an as an experience, it's more than just a collection of songs, more than just the sum of the songs. The, the sort of disjointed feel of the album does doesn't serve it, and it would definitely drop down my rankings. And I I would put it below the Benz personally. I agree, but a lot of what they do on this album is more uh, ambitious obviously and you can see the growth they've had after Oka computer and today amnesiac replaces pablo honey in fourth place and pablo honey gets booted down to fifth place everything yeah. else above stays the same and the, the bands is above it right yeah yeah okay yeah. sounds good this okay. next one i'm i'm interested because i don't know 2003's hail to the thief a long yeah. album their longest, I think, right? Over yeah, 56 album, minutes. Oh, 56 yeah. minutes. Greatly inspired by um, Tom York's, I've heard anyways, opinions on the war on terror that was happening at the time. Yeah, I, I think, so I, I've done a lot of research on like this period of music. And um, I think this was like the really the first one that kind of commented on like post 9-11 trauma. Because um, afterwards you got like, from the American perspective, you got American Idiot that was um, Green Day. They were commenting on um, the uh, the war on terror. But outside of that, I, I think like and country music. I know uh, Dixie Chicks were were really commenting on it too. But 
um, Radiohead in rock, I think, were the first to really put their statement out there, and it was very politically charged. I think that this was the best album they could have put out to follow Kid A, because yeah. it maintains a lot of that experimental electronic feel to it, but brings back, I don't know if you guys agree with me on this, brings back the vibes of the Benz. I you get a lot that. of rock, yeah, a rock. lot of, um, not quite the 90s feel of the Benz, but that yeah. same tune, especially, you know, you on, um, try, I'm looking at the song list right now, uh, Punch Up at a Wedding, uh, Backdrifts, 2 plus 2 equals 5. They're really like kick-ass songs that sound so good. And then you have my favorite song on the album, They're There, which is just like, that also very Ben's like feel to it, but then songs like like ballads like Sail to the Moon, um, you have little short uh, tunes like I Will and Tom York almost rapping at the end of it with Wolf at the Door. It, it's it's a good album. I will I think say. That, oh, go ahead, Ben. You go first, Jason. Wait, well, I was gonna say, Jason, what's your favorite track on the album? Oh yeah, I was about to I was about to go into that. I I was gonna say I think it's it for me two of my like if I had to put a top 10 together um both Wolf at the Door and uh, There There would be in my top 10 I think they're you mean your top 10 of, of all of Radiohead's discography yeah oh wow I would For say me, top on the album maybe maybe a Wolf yeah. the, no because uh, those are my top two on the album but A Wolf in the Door might be in my top five I like of all time Radiohead a, a Wolf at the Door is my favorite on the album I think yeah uh, I, I gotta say Adam so I love the uh, the return to, to rock on the album, but like with the electronic elements of Kid A and Amnesiac. But if Kid, I'm oh, sorry, if Amnesiac is disjointed, I think this one is far messier. Personally, I can't uh, agree. I oh. I have to. This album is so tight. Really, you think so? I, I think, think it's I, so tight. It could lose like five songs. I it think it could, but so could the wall. No, I don't think so. So could I the white album. Could, the white album could lose the half white of album one hundred percent. Yeah, but the, but the white still, album's like three hours long. Or yeah, but it's still a better album than like, uh, Meet the Beatles. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, the white <laughs> album is still better than Meet the Beatles, but it could lose half of its albums. Meet the Beatles, you lose one, and you lost a major hit. I don't know. Um, for me this album is kind of odd it's it i think it's the most disjointed of of any radiohead record and i love two plus two equals five i love there there i love uh a wolf at the door scatterbrain sail to the moon i feel but, like it gets forgotten but i don't think it should and i think i agree with you there's a disjointed feeling to it but i think the difference is on amnesiac they were trying i I could be wrong. I feel like they were trying to continue on the success of OK Computer and it didn't work. And I feel like that the sorry of Kid A and it didn't work. And I, I feel know. like the disjointed feeling on here is purposeful. I think it was supposed to sound messy. That look at the album cover. True. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I say that. Oh, go ahead, Bryn. No, you go. You go. I'm gonna say something pretty like controversial. Uh, not controversial, but like like I don't know how you guys will take it, but I. Like you were saying before that this kind of reminds you of the Benz. And I feel like they actually went further back. I, I feel like they're pulling a lot from Pablo Honey 
but refining it more because Pablo honey is very grungy, very hard, very edgy. And this feels similar in terms of, of um, like they're going for more of a straightforward rock sound. And it, it's pulling from grunge a little bit, but also pulling from 2000s rock, like uh, uh, post-punk revival and uh, like the white stripes and the strokes and a lot of the bands that were coming out in the early 2000s. And um, it like for, for me, I think they're, they're kind of taking from, they're going back to that era where they were doing like straightforward rock, but they're refining it. Um, and uh, I think putting a more, um, more lyrical depth into it, um, especially since they're, they're covering um, a lot of political themes on this record. So I, th I think like in some ways it's like a, a way more refined version of Pablo Honey. Is that a bad comparison? I yeah. hear what you're saying. <laughs> I still feel it more with the Benz. I feel a lot more yeah. connection with the Benz. I, I yeah. guess I'm saying it more because you're, of you're just comparing like, yeah, I get, I get yeah. what you mean. Because the but, Benz has more ballads, I think. No, but the Benz also has like those parts in uh, Iron Lung where the song like breaks down and it's and it's like noise rock section. So. I think they still maintain that in the in the bends. I, I would compare it more to the bends, but uh, but obviously more experimental and and uh, kind of like taking some from Kid A. For okay, sure. So so I don't think that it's better than OK Computer or Kid A by any means. No way. But how is it now compared to the bends? We're saying it's a callback. How is is it better or is it worse than the bends? I think it's worse. Uh it's. It's definitely more inconsistent for sure. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it drags on too long. And I think there are certain songs on this, like Brandon said, can be cut off because they, they even, kind of sides. Even the band uh, agrees that the record is messy and Tom York released an alternate track listing. Really? Uh, I, I love it. I don't know. Maybe I'm biased. I love it through and through. I do understand how the band is a bit more concise, a bit more clean and tight so if we're gonna put it under the bends i'm okay with that i don't think i can put it i don't i don't know i don't want to put it under amnesiac now, here's no, where, no way. i might be wrong i might be wrong but i would I might be definitely wrong. put i would definitely put <laughs> i would definitely put amnesiac above hail to the thief and most people probably wouldn't overall i think that the best songs on amnesiac are bet like quite a bit better than the best songs on hail to the thief and I don't feel the same jarring shift in tone, even if the quality from song to song is not quite as high. So there, there's where I disagree with you. I, I feel like um, Amnesiac is a bit more all over the place for me. It feels like they're, they're throwing out experiments left, right, and center, and some work and some don't. Hail to the Thief, I think, is more cohesive, even though maybe it's, it's less consistent. Okay, tell me how a punch-up at a wedding relates to the war on terror a punch up at a wedding can be a disturbance in what should be a good time i i think that's exactly what they're going for the 2000s were supposed to be like this new bright era i i don't know i i, I think you can get a lot more thematically from hell to the thief and and i, I think, think it's a tighter up. album i think yeah. although it's it is a little more jarring from song to song i think that amnesiac is i still think it's piggybacking off of kid a just a bit are you are you okay, Brandon, to put it above Amnesiac? I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm outnumbered, and actually, it makes I'm I'm probably making it sound like I don't like Hail to the Thief, but I do like Hail to the Thief. I'm just uh, I knew I was going to be outnumbered on this one, 
some arguing for amnesiac because I, I have a, like a soft spot for it. Yeah. So Hail to the Thief goes under the bends. It's in fourth place with amnesiac below it in fifth and Pablo Honey um, in sixth. So now in uh, 2007, Radiohead releases in Rainbows, which they released uh, like they didn't tell anyone. They just dropped it. And you could pay what you want. Minimum of zero dollars and download it. And uh, I just want to start by saying this album is amazing. And I'm going to fight hard for this one. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think I hinted at it earlier. I said there, there's an album that I haven't listened to as much as, as some of the earlier material. But I think if I listen to it more in the right context, it could end up being my favorite easily. And that's in Rainbows because I, I think this record's incredible. It really is. But I, I think it's going to be difficult to rank this with our top two. It's not difficult for me at all, even objectively. Objectively, really? in Rainbows is better than OK Computer. Ooh. It is so good. It's so consistent. It's so consistent thematically. It's easy to listen to. It's easy to digest. Even um, my brother, who doesn't like Radiohead at all, I was playing in Rainbows and he goes, yeah, okay, this is pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so it's so easy to get into. And I was even trying to show my family, I was trying to get them into Radiohead and they weren't liking anything. They weren't even loving the bends that much. And I played 15 step and my dad was like, wait, wait, this is good. <laughs> I, I think the, the cool thing about in Rainbows as well, like I, I don't know if I'd recommend it as the first album for someone who wants to get into Radiohead to listen to because it sounds like such it's like it it's very much its own thing in their discography but I, I think it might be the most um their most accessible in in some ways because this is gonna sound weird but I think there's a lot of bangers on this record oh yeah I think there's a lot of like, like every song I can't think of a song on here that I don't like house of cards is probably my least favorite, but even yeah. that, like I'm talking like marginally, I still love house of cards. I have the whole album. You're saying this one has like a very singular atmosphere, which I think is true. It's much warmer than a lot of other Radiohead records, even though it has this sort of like undertone of something like really twisted. If you look through the lyrics, um, but it, it, it is really singular, you're right, uh, but it's also maybe the most representative of their entire discography, more so than uh, even OK Computer, because OK Computer is still leaning really heavy into rock, mm -hmm. and in Rainbows is combining everything that they've done up until this point. Electronic and rock are perfectly married. Yeah, it, it's, it's experimental enough where it, it catches your attention. And it gets you interested, but then it's not so experimental that you can't pay attention to it anymore, where, you know, it's losing you. And then it also has some of those rock grooves, especially, like I said, on Body Snatchers that gets you, you know, like very Benz-like feel to them. Um, it's just, yeah, it's the perfect marriage between everything. And it, it catches the attention of so many people. If someone came to me and I didn't really know their tastes in music and they asked me where they, which Radiohead song uh they should or which sorry which Radiohead album they probably most enjoy first of all I would probably recommend for anyone to listen to it in chronological order except maybe start at the bends instead of Pablo Honey in case Pablo Honey discourages you from listening further but I think in Rainbows is probably the one that appeals to the most people for like sure even, yeah even like like on on uh 
even if you could even hear like influences from hip hop in in the beats and in, in 15 step or or the way the guitar comes in in 15 step is is sort of like jazz uh like a jazzy riff kind of like amnesiac so it really ties together their entire entire discography like i said it's beautiful and but then we come to the discussion of how it places compares yeah. the other albums and whether or not being the most definitive and being a jack of all trades uh whether or not like where I wouldn't that say it's in. a jack of all trades jack of all not trades says it's decent and everything but not definitely, amazing definitely. at anything i would say it's but amazing it, at everything. Does yeah, it, do it is perfect any it does it do any one thing better than kid a or open computer i don't think it does experimental better than kid a i don't think it does alternative rock better than okay computer i don't think it does rock better than the bends but i think it does what all three of them are trying to do together better than any of them could do it does that make sense that doesn't yeah. make sense no that I, I think yeah. that standalone in their genres they work better but i think as a combined experience that works better than them in standalone that's where i'm struggling because like for me what i'm thinking is like well i i'm very much into um indie music and uh acoustic and ballads and that sort of thing so for me i think the, the tracks on in rainbow probably appeal to me the most like out of all of their material um but what i struggle with is i feel like okay computer and kid a are two of not only um radiohead's definitive albums but also two of the most iconic and most important records in all of rock of in all of music to be honest well yeah um, and, and i'm sorry, not yeah. sure if in rainbows has had that same influence and i'm, no. I'm not sure if it has the same scope or ambition no it, it doesn't it doesn't have the same ambition doesn't have the same influence and i'm going to try to explain why and i hope this kind of gives you an insight into why what i find so amazing about it is it's not trying to be the next sergeant pepper it's not trying to be dark side of the moon. It's not trying to push the envelope. It's going, this is what we've learned so far, and this is the best way we can do it. And it's not going to, you know, blow any minds or inspire any albums because it's not, it's not so out there that only the artists are going to reach it and really truly understand it. It is a perfectly refined gem of what Radiohead has been doing with the OK Computers and the uh, Kid A that are, are pushing the envelope and are hard to get into. They're going, this is what we learned from doing that. And this is what we've figured out. And it's, it's perfect. Now we figured it out. That's true. It does combine like commercial viability and um, like uh, experimentation pretty perfectly. Like it's, it's kind of like a a very um a very good blend of everything that radiohead does well yeah i view kid a and okay computer as the experimentation and in rainbows as the product that was learned through that experimentation that's fair yeah and i yeah you're you're making you're selling me on this <laughs> so adam can we can we say like where would you rank it I if it were up to me it would be one it would be above okay. both of them just uh, in terms of enjoyability so, as I've been listening to it. For me, I love, I, I really love this album. But if I look, 
and and compare it i musically i don't think it surpasses or in terms of musical ambition i don't think it surpasses uh kid a and in terms of lyrical ambition i don't think it surpasses a computer so i agree i think it it's a great balance of both uh, like they i i think it's perfectly executed and and maybe more consistent than i don't know about okay computer but more consistent than than kid a but not at any one point it doesn't it doesn't really like sur- surpass those two or like soar above it and so i'd have to say even though it's it's like maybe the most consistent actually i think it probably is the most consistent i don't think it's the most ambitious and i don't really think it's the best it it doesn't feel like an opus but to adam's credit they weren't trying to go for that they were they it, it feels like they're finally comfortable in their own skin and they're they're it, it feels like the other albums are like radiohead records and this is like um tom york johnny greenwood um nigel godrich the um ed o'brien it, it feels like it's coming from them personally yeah more so than the the band as a collective if that makes any sense it's but, just it's very personal and down to earth i know what you're saying and and to respond to Brandon's thing about it's not very ambitious and, you know, thematic. No, I do think, or, it, I do think no, it's ambitious. No, I don't. I don't think it's ambitious. I think it's safe, well, but I think that's the beauty of it because, like I, like I said, I think that Radiohead have been ambitious. They've done that. Right. And now this is what they're allowed to do. And, I mean, that's not justifying that it's an amazing album, but I think that's what makes this an amazing album because it is a very refined version. And I, like... I don't think that something being ambitious should be what makes it the top of the list no, because right. I, I think it's more about the experience going through it. Now, if you're saying you think the experience through a computer today yeah. is better than that's an ivory fucking thing. Yeah. I'm that's saying. where it, we kind of have to like, like it depends on what your definition of best is. Right. So it, it's difficult to, we may agree that one's more ambitious, but it's hard to say definitively yeah. which one best. Okay, so what about as a compromise? We can move on to some later albums. We can always come back to it and touch it up. We'll put it below OK Computer, but we'll put it above Kid A. We'll put it in between them. I think that's fair, yeah. Sure, I'm good with that. Okay, so now we skip in Rainbow's Disc 2, which I just to touch on it is a great album and deserves to be listened to. Deserves yeah. to be, especially for Four Minute Warning. Four Minute Warning is amazing. Which really saves it. Um, it's a great album, but their next official studio album is The King of Limbs, released in 2011. This is the only Radiohead record where I listened to it and I just said, I don't really get it. That's the only one where For I was two years. I, I, said that. I was, where I was underwhelmed, actually underwhelmed. They've never underwhelmed me, except with Codex and Give Up the Ghost and maybe Lotus Flower. But, and then I only liked Codex at first. Oh, I, I, give up I the think ghost. Lotus Flower is is a okay. Here's what I'll say about this album: it, it it's their dance album for sure. Oh, oh yeah, hundred um, percent. And that sounds weird because you don't associate Radiohead with dance, and it, it's not like a typical dance album. That's not what I'm saying. It's 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 very abstract and and experimental and, and bizarre in a lot of in a lot of uh, respects but it's it's got a lot of groove to it 
and especially lotus flower and uh codex and bloom and they, they've got like cool instrumentation and uh i think like i'd even say they're drawing from like world music in in certain yeah definitely areas. bloom yeah bloom feels yeah. like a mix between so many genres it feels like there's like psychedelic rock in there it feels like world music <laughs> the it, only it song like electronic music a little bit of dance it's yeah it's very unique yeah the only song i don't love on this album i don't even like on the song is feral no, i don't like feral. Feral. um feral. it's a lemon but every other song is great i'm morning mr vankai is great little by little is amazing ode flower is perfect codex and uh give up the ghost are great i kind of wish that feral was replaced with separator and it ended on give up the ghost yeah i think that would have been stronger i, I was gonna say even little by little and morning mr magpie i like them but they don't really blow me away at all i mean either at first but I, I i like them better than bloom now oh wow okay now, bloom, i love and when i first listened to bloom i i did not get it i was like i was so confused and then i, I know a lot of people say this but it, it, it's kind of like a meme at this point but if you haven't heard the the live versions of the King of Limbs and specifically the from the basement version, that's what made it, this album click for me. Do, do you guys think that with this album they wrote some really incredible songs, but it was the production's fault? No, it's not just the production; it's the the arrangement. But not only that. First of all, it's the, it's their shortest album. And yeah. of the songs that are there, there are only a few that actually blow me away. So I wouldn't say it's the strongest set of songs either. Ex I, think, a few of them. I think it's preparing them for what come next, what came next. Right. And, and uh, I by appreciate the way, what, it for that. Yeah. What, what you were saying about the Electric Lady uh, Studios, I think that's what it's called, in Paris, that version of Bloom, that sounds like Bloom if it was on what's coming next, I mean, Shape Pool. That's yeah. kind of what it's like. And it's so much better. Yeah, so to me, this album is, even though it's so interesting, maybe their most experimental record. It's still a good album. It's worth a listen, but I think it doesn't Definitely. hold up compared to a lot. Where would you put it in terms of the ranking? I, would, I wouldn't say it's better than The Benz. No. no. I wouldn't no. say it's better than Hail to the Thief. No. No. Would you say it's better than Amnesiac? No. Oh, Pablo Honey. I'd say it's um, better than Pablo Honey. I'd say Definitely. it's better than Pablo Honey because I think there's more ambition there. Um, it's a bit more consistent too. It's, it, yeah. it very, it's very cohesive. It it's is. Not it is sound. It's it it's weird because it's it, it's definitely like you can make an argument for this being their most experimental because it it it's I think it there's is. a lot of experimentation, but at the same time, it's it doesn't feel ambitious. It feels like they're just not throwing all. all of their ideas at the wall and most of them aren't landing. Now that Except you say that songs where it works. Now that you say that it might be the most ambitious, I I feel very strongly that this is a very strong callback to Kid A. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a very, has very similar vibe to Kid A, but a more matured version. I appreciate it, but uh, I appreciate it I in know. that context. I, I'd say, I don't think it's more mature. I, I feel like that no. it's like they're out of that headspace and they're trying to go back in and it's like the, mm. the gate is closed at this point. To me, this album kind of feels like a weird little like detour in their discography more than a leg legitimate progression, even if they did yeah. learn from it. And pretty much in, in any way, uh, in every way, it falls flat uh, compared to most of their discography, except Pablo Honey. 
not only is King of Limbs not one of Radiohead's best albums, but I don't even think it's one of the best albums of 2011. And Fair usually enough. Radiohead are like a band that define a decade. So okay, the fact that they enough. put out an album that's not even, you know, a definitive uh, album of that year is is telling. But I, I agree with you, Adam, that that um, there are some good songs on it. And I think it's worth listening to. Like, it's still it's a not, good album. It's still yeah, worth it. It's, it's just not, not, it's just hard compared to the rest of their great albums, but it's still not bad. It's, so yeah. it replaces Pablo Honey in seventh place. Pablo Honey is pushed down to eighth place. Everything else yeah. stays the same. And if you're, if you're someone who, who has listened to this album and it just never clicked with you and it you haven't given it more of a chance, I would say keep listening it to it listen. if you want to, because there really is something there. It just isn't fully realized. And now their latest release in 2016, A Moon Shaped Pool. I yes. like this one a lot. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is a tough one to rank. I don't know where to put it. It's, it feels very, like you were saying, um, with King of Limbs, it feels like they're, they're more mature at this point. They're, they're in, a, in a different headspace. I think this one very much solidifies that. They, it, it, it feels like a completely, not a different band, but, but it, an experienced band, one that yeah, it's has mature. a lot of, yeah, they have a lot of life experience under their belt and they're bringing all their wisdom to this record. And it's, uh, I think it's definitely their most melancholy. Um, it's, it's a really sad album. And, and If the King of Limbs, if you say the King of Limbs is Radiohead's dance album, then a moonshade pool is radiohead's classical album yeah even yeah, though it does it does have singing in it i think tom tom york's voice is is like well, you can have singing in it. classical music but yeah yeah but it's yeah, almost like an, he uses his vocals almost like an instrument certain because there's a lot of falsetto on this record and it, it blends very nicely in with the instruments uh even though like it's also there's also a lot of like lyrical uh, poignancy here too yeah maybe more than any other record it's something that he's kind of famous for he uses his voice as an instrument which is yeah, yeah it's like yeah he really does have uh, an incredible voice this album when i first listened to it first of all i'll say just based on the name the cover and i had heard daydreaming and i knew that it was more orchestral and i loved uh, orchestral music and Johnny Greenwood's film soundtracks and, and classical music. I thought this one was going to be right up there amongst my favorites, and it, it eventually was. But I was kind of initially underwhelmed by the back half of the album, where it was less orchestral and more acoustic. But eventually, I did come around on the rest of it. It's what you'd expect from Radiohead at this point in their career. Like it's a matured version of what they do, and it's I'm not disappointed. Like it's still, still great. I think we're talking rankings. I think it's better than Kid A. Whoa. Oh my gosh! I think oh it's better gosh. than Kid A. I don't know. It's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna honestly disagree. I don't know. What do you think, uh, Tristan? Yeah, I'd have to disagree with you. I, I'd be okay. What so right now we have the bends in fourth, right? I feel okay putting it above the bends because I think from a thematic standpoint and production standpoint, it's stronger, even though maybe uh the bends has songs that I'd put above a lot of the songs on on uh 
a moon-shaped pool, I think that a moon-shaped pool as a like cohesive project is better. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd have trouble putting it above today. I, I would also vote to have, uh, I agree with Tristan, I would put it above uh, the bends, but not above, definitely not above today. Okay, I can respect that. I won't fight that because today is a revolutionary work and it is still very li good listening experience. I personally enjoy listening to Moonshape Pool better, but I can understand exactly where you're coming from. Right, and when I listen to uh, Kid A on almost every track, I can hear them like pushing themselves to the limit. Same with OK Computer. Whereas on, on a Moonshape Pool, even though it's a great record, I don't always feel like uh, like they're really exploring like really new territory, except on those more like orchestral songs like um daydreaming and burn the witch and dex dark but uh, i think it's much more it's a lot more melancholy it's a lot more yeah subdued. much more poignant than than the bends much more mature and subtle i think it definitely surpassed the bends i see a lot of people putting the bends higher right now but i think that's just because the bends has been out for a lot longer i think with time people might consider my shape pool to be better most people okay. and i would definitely put it above the bends so right now we have OK Computer in first place, and Rainbow is in second place, Kid A in third place, Moonshape Pool in fourth, The Benz in fifth, Hail to the Thief in sixth, Amnesiac in seventh, and The, the King of Limbs in eighth, and Pablo Honey in ninth. Do you guys feel happy with that rating? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm good. I, I'm, I, oh, it's tough. The, the top three, the ranking is so hard. I like. I think in Rainbows, I, the only change I would make is I'd put in Rainbows above OK Computer. I'm okay with in rainbows being above Kid A. Um, I'm okay with that, even though Kid A might be my favorite at this point. We already ranked uh, in rainbows above Kid A, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're we're just like determining whether we're happy with the ranking. Um, yeah, I would. Sorry, you continue. Should, should we? Are you guys okay with OK Computer as number one? I would still vote for OK Computer as number one personally. I don't I know what just. I would too. I think. Um, okay. Then I can. I can. The definitive. Yeah. I can be okay with that. I personally would feel like In Rainbows is the best. Even objectively, I would say that. But I can understand that it's such a close tie. Though. Like, it's such a close tie. It just, yeah. for me, beats it out. Or such a close um, opinion. I it just, it beats it out just a little bit. It feels a little more mature, a little more warm, a little more um, easy to and cozy and, like, well-rounded. But at the same time, I'm not going to complain if a computer makes a top of the list because it's still an amazing piece of work. Yeah. And I, I think I'd probably agree with you from a, like a personal standpoint. I, I think I'd like, I'd probably, I'm probably in the mood for in rainbows more than I am for okay computer, but just as a definitive project, I just, it's hard for me to put anything above. Fair enough. Computer. Okay. Computer takes like, you need to be ready to listen to okay computer. You can yeah. throw on in rainbows and love it. You can be ready and love it. You can listen to it critically and love it. You can listen to it in a car and love it. And at work, at home, if you're like, you know what I mean? I feel like it's so much more flexible and universal. Yeah. But at the same time, I can understand why OK Computer gets the praise it gets because it deserves it. So, yeah. They're, I mean, they're three of the best albums of all time. I mean, I think if you're looking at all these, other than maybe the King of Limbs and Pablo Honey, it's a pretty, oh, actually, I would say, Amnesiac. other than Amnesiac, the King of Limbs and Pablo Honey, it's pretty close. 
um, for everything, especially once you get a moon-shaped pool and up. Yeah. And especially yeah. once you get Kid A and Rainbows and Oki Computer, like they're so, so close in, in yeah. how good they are. Those three are incredibly difficult to rank, like in Rainbows, Kid A, Oki Computer. And I think mostly it comes down to personal preference and it's kind of hard to be objective about them. So I completely see your perspective, but again, maybe this is another personal bias. It's just like, because of how grand OK Computer is and because of how conceptual it is, the way, uh, In Rainbow is also conceptual, but the way every song in OK Computer is connected just like resonates with me in a much larger way. That's totally fair. So you guys yeah. heard it here first, the official ranking of Radiohead's albums. OK Computer, In Rainbows, Kid A, A Moonshaped Pool, The Benz, Hail to the Thief, Amnesiac, The King of Limbs, and Pablo Honey. This isn't like the most radical ranking or anything, but I think it's a pretty objective. It's pretty ranking. solid. And I feel like it'd be hard for someone to disagree with us fully. I think the only thing you're going to be hearing is tweaks going, uh, in rainbows might be better or rainbows might be worse. Or you know what I mean? And I think or those are the only fans in a moonshape pool. A lot of people. Or amnesiac and hell to the thief. Yeah. You might have the odd person saying Pablo Honey is the best because they like creep. Yeah, true. but uh, I don't think they'd be listening to this podcast. So. Well, this was a bit of a long episode. Um, these episodes, it was going to be a recurring segment or recurring uh, episode idea where we'll take different artists and we will uh, rank them. So those will be a bit longer episodes. Not every episode will be this long, um, but I think this, this was a good one. And we really delved deep into Radiohead. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that was fun. And I, I'm excited to continue doing this with you guys. I think it's going to be interesting once we get into bands where maybe um, maybe the discography is, is a bit muddier. So it's harder to like um, figure out what would be on top and what would be in the bottom. Because with Radiohead, as amazing as all their albums are, there, there are like a definitive top three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, I think with, with the Beatles, which we'll definitely do at some point, um that's going to be an interesting one because it's going to be a hard one that's really hard yeah that's a that's a really tough one it's going to be fun we got to get a guest on for that one but yeah this was a good episode i think we came to a pretty good list and i definitely for those who don't listen to radiohead i would definitely recommend checking them out um might not be your cup of tea in every every album but they're definitely our albums which i can't imagine having no one likes any album by radiohead definitely not or at least like there's a radio head probably multiple radio head songs that almost anyone could appreciate no matter what genre of music you're interested in mm-hmm. for sure 100%. yeah well if you guys enjoyed our podcast please share it with other people feel free to uh like and follow us follow us on instagram uh if you are listening to this just as an audio listener feel free to check out our youtube channel we'll be posting the full uh episodes and even possibly segments uh, where you can see our faces um unfortunately and uh see some other visuals to help you follow along not every episode will be this long uh but this was a fun topic for all of us so we spent some extra time on it and we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did yeah thanks for watching guys later